Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, my name is Kevin, one half of your Real Movie Guys crew, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Review, a series where I go alone reviewing and discussing your favorite movies and television. Uh, today is, well, it's 4th of July when you're watching this video, so of course 4th of July we're going to celebrate that by watching Independence Day. Uh, over the course of three days, starting on July 2nd, aliens have invaded Earth, destroying various cities across the planet. Now it is up to the survivors to formulate a plan to fight back against the invaders. The President of the United States, a cable technician, and a pilot must now make history and make the 4th of July not just about the United States' independence, but the world's. So, Independence Day came out in 1996. Uh, I have a lot of fond memories about this movie. Um, I remember actually going to the theaters. I think it was me and my dad actually went. And uh, it's a classic for a reason. Um, this movie just screams America. Uh, I feel like it's one of those underlooked holiday movies, you could say. Uh, you know, there's a lot of movies you associate with the 4th of July. One I, of course, you know, would associate would be Jaws. Uh, but Independence Day, even in its name alone. But the movie just screams America. <laughs> it's felt throughout the whole movie. Uh, not even that. Uh, there's a lot of good things about this movie, and I, I do honestly highly recommend, uh, before we even get to the end of the review, you know, I do recommend everyone checking out this movie. It, it is a classic for a reason, and it really does have a cult, fo you know, cult following for a reason, too. Uh, one of the main things about this movie that I think makes it work, its premise alone, uh, one could argue, isn't the most original. I mean, it is an alien invasion film. Uh, we've had, you know, tons of those, you know, since, since the 50s, really, and... It doesn't do anything necessarily original there, but I think what carries it the most is just the charisma of all the actors involved. Uh, there's just so many people involved in this movie. You have Will Smith at the height of his career, arguably at this point, uh, just oozing that American soldier machismo. And like I said, the, the charisma is the main thing I want to get across because it's not always uh, excitement as far as charisma. There's other forms of charisma you can have, uh, but Will Smith, like I said, just echoes that, you know, from his, his one-liners, like, welcome to Earth, and, you know, kick, punching the alien in the face, and again, he just oozes that, that, that American soldier machismo, and, and it works great in this movie. Uh, you have Bill Pullman as the president. Bill Pullman, amazing actor, and not even that, he plays an amazing president. I think he'd be an amazing president now. Uh, <laughs> Bill Pullman just kicks butt in this role. Uh, he has one of the most famous speeches in history. I'm not going to spoil it, even though there are spoilers in this review, but if you get a chance, just even look up, you know, Independence Day, you know, the speech, uh, Bill Pullman's speech is just amazing. I mean, even watching it now, it's still rally, it can still rally you up, make you get you pumped just for, the, you know, what the next step is. Again, even though the script's not lending anything to original, that charisma is carrying through and making the events that much more, you know, dooming and exciting uh then you have jeff goldblum who i have a mixed history with uh but jeff goldblum plays his role you know he has that kind of like nerdy he's he's a cable technician at this point he used to be he's an ex-scientist now he's a cable technician and he's the one that discovers the code about the aliens invading and jeff goldblum plays him very well 
Jeff Goldblum, you know, stuttering and um, mumbling through, you know, <laughs> mumbling through his dialogue. But again, very likable. And then when him and Will Smith towards the end of the movie have to actually team up together uh, to get into the mother ship, uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, great chemistry for the two of them together. Uh, seriously, amazing, amazing chemistry. Uh, not even to say, you know, there's there's other people too. Uh, I mean, Randy Quaid, of course, is the other arguably main side character in this movie. Uh, Randy Quaid, you know, from National Lampoon's, uh, amazing, amazing character actor. Uh, not hugely in this movie. Uh, he has a few scenes, but uh, he has probably the most redeeming scene in the movie where he's a drunk throughout the course of the movie and he claims he was you know, um, abducted by aliens and you find out, you know, you're not too sure if that really happened or not. You might just think he's a crazy drunk, but at the end he ends up sacrificing his life to save everyone. Uh, but you just, you root for the guy. Randy Quaid has this like likable charisma almost. I want to say like a very, just very likable guy. And it comes through really, it really comes through. And I think he did an amazing job too. Um, the only other, you know, you had, um, Vivia, uh, Vivica Fox. Uh, she plays, uh, Will Smith's wife, slash, well, not really wife, she's girlfriend up until, you know, becomes his wife towards the end of the movie. Uh, she does a great job, too. Uh, again, not many lines, um, not too much going on for her. Also, uh, Mary McDonnell uh, plays the uh, love interest for Jeff Goldblum as well. Again, she does her job well. Uh, nothing too exciting, though, really, from her portrayal. Uh, the only other person I really would bring up, uh, Harvey Fierstein's in the movie. Uh, I probably, most people, I personally remember him mostly from Mrs. Doubtfire with the guy with the annoying voice. Uh, he drove me nuts <laughs> in this movie. Uh, I couldn't remember how long he was in it for. Uh, spoiler, he dies pretty early on, or what's believed that he dies. Uh, again, uh, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but, you know, I don't think I could have taken the movie as seriously if I had to listen to him for the overly long runtime of two hours and about almost two hours and 30 minutes this movie uh last person uh judd hirsch plays jeff goldblum's father in the movie uh did a phenomenal job he's pretty much the most accurate comedy relief in the movie uh, doesn't amazing a lot of his one-liners are just great in this movie uh especially playing opposite jeff goldblum i could definitely see a believable family you know relationship there again very enjoyable so what else about this movie what I say is, you know, worth your time. Uh, I think the memorable scenes alone, like I said, you have the, you know, the initial attack, uh, destroying the, destroying the White House is probably one of the most memorable scenes as far as disaster action sci-fi scenes. Uh, everyone knows, even if you haven't seen the movie, it, it still holds up. Uh, I looked up a quick fact about this movie, and this is one of the movies that had the largest, it probably, it still is, I'm not too sure, based on what I could tell, it still is, had the largest amount of uh, practical models used in a movie, which is crazy to me. Uh, a lot of that seems to have phased out now because of the use of CG, uh, which this movie does have, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but again, the practical effects of destroying the White House, uh, the cities, is, is amazing. It's, it still looks great. And again, I think it adds a bit of... Um, longevity to this movie as far as its effects you know the cg hampers it hampers a lot of the things they're going for but again the practical really stands out to me uh again bill pullman's speech like we said we're talking about moments uh, bill pullman's speech alone uh one of my favorite scenes definitely is the whole will smith welcome to earth and he you know, punches the alien in the face uh again those memorable scenes have stuck with us for such a long time and there's a really again there, there's just so much to it even if you don't know the exact context it's it's clear what it's trying to portray uh just again 
oozing that charisma, and it's, it's fantastic. It really is. Um, I like how the movie no is almost. I want to say it's almost self-aware to an extent, knowing that you know it's a lot of one-liners. The, the The script's not too complex. You have a lot of "Oh my God!" and "What are we gonna do?" Not today. Like the, the, again, those stupid one-liners we hear a million times. This movie's script is chock full of it. But again, I think it works to great effect because it's paying tribute to you know those old disaster movies, but also trying to cement itself into new ground. Uh, again, I, I really think I think it's great that they do that. I do. Um, another thing I think I want to compliment is the design. It's very again, this movie came out in '96, so the designs are very late night, mid to late '90s. Uh, so you have a lot of dark tones, a lot of dark coloring. I think the aliens are cool looking for the most part. Uh, they have a, they're like a small little, uh, like creepy looking, uh, like a gray alien. If you have ever seen one of those, kind of looks like that. And then it has an outer shell, this big tentacle monster. Very cool design. Uh, I thought I saw something where they had a trouble trying to figure out what the design of the alien would look like, so they ended up using two, getting away with it by one being a suit and one being the actual alien. Uh, the suit, and they, I think they look great. Uh, those animatronics look really great, too. I think they hold up. Uh, the ship designs, I think, look cool. They're simple, yet, you know, far enough to where they seem alien. So that, that definitely plays a role. And, I, again, they look really great. Uh, one of the best things you can say about this movie, besides... Again, the use of practical and the you know charisma of the actors I keep you know harping on about would be the fact that the music explodes. Not even just the sound in general. The sound when you watch this movie, you have to watch it on the big screen and cranked up to eleven because this movie sounds amazing. Uh, I actually watched the four K Ultra HD release of this movie and. Wow, I mean the sound a lot. Now that the visuals look great, but the sound, just like in a surround sound, this movie really delivers. Uh, the score is just very like powerful and strong and very patriotic, and you know it builds up the suspense when normally there might not really be that much there. But again, that score is just so great, and the sound effects, everything sounds fantastic in this movie. Not a lot of phoned in effects you would get maybe with more of the modern movies today. Um, Another thing I want to say, you know, as far as, you know, getting towards the tailor end of the positives is that this movie is a great combination of a disaster film and just an alien invasion in general. Uh, you saw a lot in the mid to late 90s. You saw a lot of disaster movies come out, uh, especially from this director as well. Uh, Ronald Emmerich, I know he did. Um, uh, what did he do? Sorry, I'm blanking out. He did a couple disaster movies. Uh, the. Uh, the, oh, he did The Patriot, I know, and The Day After Tomorrow was a very famous one. Uh, Godzilla, that uh, a lot of people don't, we don't talk about. Uh, he was the writer for the 98 Godzilla. Uh, again, you know, not the greatest thing, but he had a very unique, he had a very obvious style, and I think that carries over into this movie. I think this movie was probably his best, again, uh, The Day After Tomorrow I've seen so many times, and it's okay, I feel like it's mediocre. This took two great premises of the disaster film and the alien invasion and smash them together to where both of them succeeded extremely well because they lent to each other well. You have the whole um, tension from the alien invasion, everything being destroyed, so you get your disaster fill, and then you have the whole subplot for the sci-fi fans as well, which I think it's great. It looks, like I said, it still holds up as far as the basic concept. Uh, negatives about this movie... Uh, I, again, I was gushing about how this movie pays tribute to the past. Unfortunately, um, some of the some of the '90s jokes and dialogue still hang around a lot too long. Uh, 
what I mean by that is there's a scene, especially where there's a dog. Uh, Will Smith's girlfriend is uh, with her son, and they're running through a tunnel. And they, again, the city just got destroyed, so a big explosion's coming their way. And they jump into a side room, and they have their dog with them. And, the, and then the uh, Vivica, Fox, uh, Vivica Fox, you know, yells for the dog, Boomer, get over here. And you see, you know, the Labrador Retriever dog jump over a car and just narrowly <laughs> miss an explosion it's just like, what am I watching? That was silly. It's just crazy silly for no reason. Uh, you have a lot of that kind of cheese, uh, especially a lot of the comedy uh, that's not uh, from J Judd Hirsch. A lot of that comedy that's not from him, a lot of that falls flat. Uh, again, but Will Smith, you know, everything, he hits everything for the most part. But again, a lot of the, some of the comedy just didn't do it for me, and it's kind of silly. Um Again, I talked a lot about the practical effects as well, but unfortunately it comes with that the CG that they utilize doesn't hold up very well. Kind of reminds me of like modern, uh, not even modern, uh, the prequel tril trilogy of Star Wars where you're watching it. At the time it might have looked okay, but then you watch it now and it just didn't hold up. Uh, that's definitely the case here with a lot of the fire effects and explosion effects. Uh, they have great practical Fortunately, what's coming off at the CG enhanced effects just don't look right and look off and... It could be really just the Ultra HD uh, from what I was watching it on, bringing it out more. But again, it just it stood out like a sore thumb. And fortunately, it's really ugly to look at. Uh, I would say uh, the end of the movie, I also kind of have a weird issue with. Uh, ultimately, in order to defeat the aliens, uh, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith have to infiltrate the mothership and plant a virus into the ship in order to take the shields down of all the other you know ships that are invading Earth. Uh, I just think that's silly. That that's now that, again that was another mid to late nineties trope at that point where you know well, we gotta use computers to hack the system and I it just it doesn't do it for me. I, again I think it's really silly, uh, corny, overplayed. Uh, I don't know if they were just trying to be, you know, creative, like, oh look we can use we are using the internet, you know, it's high tech, high functioning technology. Just it's kind of silly. I, I think, again, I, I look past a lot of things in movies. Uh, that's just something I couldn't get past personally. Um, only other thing I would say maybe is an issue. Uh, a lot of the plot coincidences, uh, you have a lot of characters you know running into each other. Uh, for, example, for example, Will Smith's girlfriend uh, runs into um, the president's wife, the first lady, who got injured in the explosion of the aliens destroying the city, and then they meet everybody, and everyone gets back together, and those plot coincidences just seemed a little far-fetched for me. Uh, with that also is the subplots. Um, again, I praised Randy Quaid, however, his subplot's just really not that interesting. It's a lower-class family who lives in a trailer, and, you know, they, they love their dad, and, you know, he's down on his luck being an alcoholic, and... I don't know, it slowed the pace down. This this movie is long, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, and I think cutting maybe that out and then the Will Smith's uh, girlfriend subplot with her son, uh, they they get uh, lost in the explosion and they're traveling the city and they're helping some people along the way. I don't know, it's just contrived to get everyone together. And I again, I think it just slows down the plot for me. I want to see the alien action. I want to see what they're, pl they're planning. Uh, taking me away from Will Smith, Bill Pullman, or Jeff Goldblum, taking me away from those characters is very noticeable because of their charisma. Uh, so again, I feel like that's a major negative. Uh, but like I said, I, you know, it's a 4th of July movie. I think this is a great watch. So I'm going to give Independence Day a B plus. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. You guys should definitely 
check out this movie. Uh, it's a great watch just with the, get a bunch of people together, get some snacks, uh, you know, get a couple beers out. Like I even said, like, like I said for Jaws and our review of that, I really think this is just a fun movie to get a bunch of people and watch together, especially on the 4th of July. Uh, it's just a really fun time. Uh, I give it, a, I give it a good recommendation. Like I said, I think some of the things I mentioned, you know, maybe they may seem nitpicky or, uh, you know, just, maybe looking a little too deep into it because overall this is a summer blockbuster movie it's just a popcorn flick so really in real honesty just take it as that uh like i said i would like to thank all of you though for joining me for this episode of the solo reel uh you can follow me on twitter at gasmaskdragon 27 or through the main channel at the real movie guy again my name is kevin i'm one half of your room real movie guys crew real guys real movies real thoughts thanks for joining me i'll catch you next time